Hello, welcome to Dying to Talk. I'm Buddy Feneff, a fourth generation funeral director in New Hampshire and the owner of Feneff Funeral Homes and Crematorium and the founder of the Cremation Society of New Hampshire. My co-hosts today are Mandy Damaris and Madison Smith, both longtime funeral directors with our firm. Hello, I'm Mandy. Thanks for joining us on Dying to Talk. Hi, I'm Madison. We're excited to discuss some frequently asked questions about the funeral industry. Dying to Talk is a lighthearted and upbeat discussion of those topics no one really wants to talk about. Each episode, we will choose a subject that is related to funeral service, the cremation process, or death and dying. We are going to be talking about leaving final instructions for your loved ones when you die. Our guest is, is going to be Barbara Sidoric, and Barbara is a Newcastle native, and she wrote a very well thought out and interesting and detailed planning guide called Lasting Matters and has um, a companion book or, or organizer called The Lasting Mat- Matters Organizer. So any thoughts this morning, ladies, about our, our guest? Um, it's always very important to make sure people get their final wishes, and we're going to talk about some of the laws in New Hampshire, but I would, I'm, I'm interested to see what Barbara's not coming from funeral service perspective is on on sort of how making sure people get those thoughts organized. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, this is this is an important topic. This is where it needs to start. Mm-hmm. Um, families need to be having these conversations, these difficult, weird, um, sometimes upsetting conversations about, you know, facing death and what what they're expecting to have happen when they die. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that. So this is a good way to, and, to and it's bridge not, it's, that. It's not necessarily the best venue in time isn't an hour or two correct yeah, doing this bed. beforehand right um and just just opening the lines of communication it's so important families i find are also dumbfounded at how much needs to be done the paperwork for insurance former employers bank accounts right. all that information. all your tech even passwords to get onto a computer or ipad your it digital just, assets yeah mm-hmm. it, it needs yep. to be taken care of ahead of time because there's no way they could solve that those mysteries without your help Hi, Barbara. Welcome to Dying to Talk. Thanks for having me. What a wonderful book. It's pretty, too. It's very pretty, yes. It puts, our, it's a, it puts our organizer and planning guide to shame when we look at our little three-page little, little planner that we hand <laughs> out to people. But ours is free, so I guess we'll talk about it. It goes into a lot more. <laughs> much so, more in depth. Much right. more in depth. So let me, I guess the first question is, what, what inspired you? What, what got you thinking about creating such a wonderful piece? Uh, well, let me give you a little bit of my, back, sure. my background. Um, I was an estates and trust paralegal for a large law firm in Boston for almost eight years in my late, my 20s. And um, I was, besides doing typical tax returns and estate plan- planning and documents, I was often sent to widows' homes on what I ended up, I deemed a scavenger hunt looking for information for the court inventory. And uh, what happened was I would spend sometimes weeks looking through attics and basements and desk drawers. And what I experienced was that um, information was not available or not known to the surviving spouse. And I observed families also um, in disarray and with a lot of arguments over things such as possessions and whether Welcome dad, to our world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And what you know, whether dad wanted to be cremated or buried and never having had those conversations. Um, I also come from uh, three generations of financial advisors and my husband is also um, 
a nationally recognized wealth manager. So it, around our family table um, growing up, and even now we talk about the what ifs and planning for the what ifs. Um, so then fast forward um, in 2006, um, my brother called me on my cell phone one morning while I was driving and he said two words. He said, mom's dead. And with that, um, I found myself, instead of observing other families in that emotionally chaotic time, uh, I found myself in the middle of it mm -hmm. and hadn't had conversations with my mother about what she would have liked for her funeral service, uh, what music, uh, what scriptures, just the whole... Uh, I liken funeral planning to wedding planning except for weddings you get a whole year to plan <laughs> exactly right. well we're you know in, in narrow we're event planners we're you, planning we're doing the flowers we're doing the limos we're doing the venue we're doing the food you just exactly take a bride and groom and replace it with a casket or an urn and it's, yeah and it's really hard when yeah. you don't have um when you haven't really put any thought into it right. um so i after my experience with my mother's sudden death, I really turned to my father and said, look, I don't want to do this again. When you die, I want to know exactly what you have, where it's located, what your wishes are, what your intentions are. And so I began to um, ask him a lot of questions and have a lot of conversations. And then I made a decision in about 2010 to really start interviewing um, what came out to be hundreds of people and asked them, I sort of boiled it down to one question. I asked, what do they wish they had known before somebody had passed away that would have saved them time, money, stress, and all the family pressures that are associated with the death of a loved one. So I compiled the information. I found a, I found a um, design firm, Brown & Company in Portsmouth, um, and basically said, I am a content person, I'm an organized person, but I need to, I want to make this easy and practical and pragmatic and, and not something that's morbid. I want it to be an easy conversation for people to have. So this is, I mean, this, this is a thick book here. This is uh, how many pages? 170. 170 pages. And it gets into some serious detail, everything from... You, your computer passwords to what type of casket you want from you know cremation or burial it's it's very very detailed um do you how does somebody get their this book how, how do they acquire this um I, well i have a website uh it's at lastingmatters.com and i sell the book is sold through amazon also through the site it goes to amazon mm -hmm. as well as um, right now there's a downloadable fillable PDF format, which is going to be replaced within hopefully the next few months by an online application that I'm developing. So that's how it's available. And how much is the? Is uh, the the book is 29. 29. Okay. Yep. I offer bulk discounts okay. for, you know, companies that want to give it. I think it's the greatest gift you can give your family and mm -hmm. your employees and those that you care about. Um, $29 to know everything you need to know. <laughs> right. yeah. That's, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And, I, and I really think it's important to plan well ahead of any kind of life-changing event. Now, have um, you filled this out yourself? Mine is completely filled out. Now, it's, how long did it take you? Would it take a person to, I mean, if they really wanted to 
go through page by page and, and you know take this extremely seriously and fill out everything so first of all that's that's difficult to um, boil down because if you think we're all individuals we have individual wishes we have um, differing uh, assets and complicated mm -hmm. lives some people have much more complicated lives than others um, so you know, it, it's going to take you a while to do it, but honestly, once you do it, you will breathe a great sigh of relief, uh, find peace of mind in knowing that if, you know, something happens to you the next day, my mother died suddenly, you know, I talked to her the night before, who knew? Um, even if you have time to plan, I think it's, it's important to put some thought into it because there are decisions um, that you can't take back. For, like if you decide to cremate your father and then later on you're going through his desk drawers um, and you find out that he actually wanted to be buried under a certain tree somewhere, you you can't change that um, mm. outcome. That we, we see that every day. And every it's very day. sad for the families um, dealing with it in the end. Why, in your opinion, do you think it's so hard for people to have these conversations or to plan ahead? Well, most people don't like to think about dying. Um, and some people think, oh my goodness, if I, if I plan for this, it's going to happen. Um, so I think there's the, there is the fear factor. Um, I also think that in many cases, people don't know how to. And I think um, for, for me, the Lasting Matters organizer, the biggest feedback I get is, this is great because I, would, I don't know how to plan. I don't know what to think about. And everything's laid out um, in a step-by-step you know, format. And if it doesn't apply to you, oh, so if you don't have wine collections or you don't have pets, you just check no and your family knows that they don't have to deal with that. People hide things in storage oh, units. Yeah. And um, I heard, you know, I heard hundreds of really not great stories about people that threw out family jewelry because it was hidden in a box somewhere and the cousin who was cleaning out the, the house didn't know where things were located. So Barbara, how do you, I mean, someone takes the time and effort to fill this out. Yes. How do you, and you may have, you may, you may touch upon this in your organizer, how do you make sure that this information is known to the family and then incorporated as part of someone's funeral arrangements? Because a lot of the questions here touch upon, you know, services and ceremonies and where and when and who do you want for pallbearers and music. Right. And so, because um, we see this all the time, we, we, we will often mail out, this happened uh, not too long ago as we, when someone is interested in pre-planning their arrangements, maybe not paying for things, but just planning ahead, we send them out our price list along with a very simple, not as nice as this, or organizer. And I had a lady that called me up a couple months ago and said, oh, you took care of my mom's funeral um, you know, a few months ago and it's beautiful in this. And we were going through her things and we found your organizer that she had filled out and never told us. And all the stuff we did was completely different than what she put in her organizer. So... I mean, it happens. In, uh, so mm -hmm. how do, what, what steps do you tell people to make sure that? So communication is probably the biggest issue mm -hmm. here. Um, and uh, so in, in the beginning of the organizer, the, the printed copy, it says, when you have finished this, please make sure that you have told the trusted family member where it's located, decide to give it to the funeral director or the your financial advisor or your estate attorney or your cousin Louie or underneath your bed, wherever it is that you put it, 
just make sure you tell maybe one or two people where they can find it. Um, so yes, that's that, that is problematic if right. you if you you're unaware. Um, I think most people who have taken the time to put in the information have told somebody that they've done it or given it to them for safekeeping. I would hope so. I mean, there's a lot of effort involved. You hate to yes. yeah. not... And, and the safekeeping end of it, too, there's some some delicate information in here that you yeah. don't want people getting their hands on. So finding a safe place or a trusted person to keep this with would, would be really important. It is important. And, and I also tell people, if you if you do put it in a safe deposit box, by sure all means, make sure somebody knows where the key is <laughs> or the combination. Because mm. we get that all the time. People say, oh, you know what? I don't need to come into the funeral home and plan because... It's all my wishes are in my will, and my attorney knows. Well, I mean, people don't read a will moments after someone passes away. It's usually weeks, if not months after. So it's great to put it in a will, but unless you're communicating those wishes ahead of time and making sure people understand them. Right. Um, and, and, and also, we don't live necessarily in the same towns as our, um, our family, our, our, our aging parents, or even our adult children. And so when something happens, you may not even know who to turn to, what, you know, which funeral home would my family have maybe even made a connection with or prepaid a funeral um, service. So you know, it, again, it comes down to communication and, and, and clearly telling somebody that you have made your wishes known. And, and some of this, you have a whole section dedicated to funeral wishes. And of course, if someone has pre-planned their arrangements, you, they can even either leave a you know, copy of the contract in there or say, you know, please refer to my pre-arrangements. Obviously, we don't get involved with people's digital assets and, and you know, things like that and estate planning. But as far as arrangements, that could be... Well, they'll know yeah. your name. Right. They'll know your contact phone right. number, and it makes them. It makes it really easy. Oh, on everyone. On everyone. everyone. Yeah. Can can the wishes expressed in the organizer be legally upheld? That uh, so, if you have certain things that are in, I'm none of this. Uh, first of all, the organizer has no legal advice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you um, if you have articulated things in legal documents, such as a will or a trust, that that document will uh, precede or supersede the the information that's found in in the organizer. Often, um, often wills say that you you may or may not leave a list of intentions of distribution of property. A lot of people don't do that. I encourage people to do it because I think that property distribution becomes one of the biggest problems after. Oh yeah, people um, people get get ugly about that. Yeah, it's it really does tear families apart. But <clears throat> but in terms of um, just, I I just think it's a really good idea to to figure out what you want before something <laughs> happens. I think it's the greatest gift you can leave to your to your. That's what we ones. tell people when they the make your arrangements. It's a wonderful gift that you can leave. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible. I shouldn't say ter- it's a. It's a very difficult place to leave children, um, and say you need to you need to make all the decisions, financial and otherwise, on your final arrangements. Yeah. So I'll tell you two stories. Since um, I launched uh, Lasting Matters in 2014, I had uh, two calls from two different families, both of which had. Uh, their loved ones had passed away from uh, cancer, and each of them had filled out uh, Lasting Matters organizer, and uh, one of them had planned the most amazing funeral, um, down to the details of what songs and 
just all the details, which made it so personal. Um, often, sometimes we go to funerals and we think, do they really know the person that, that passed mm-hmm. away? It, didn't, it doesn't feel personal right. enough. So that is such a huge gift. And then there was another one who said, you know, I really don't want to have um, a, a formal funeral service. I, w- I would rather have a, a party. And could you throw a party at this location and this is the food I want, et cetera. Um, and it, so just the family uh, was at ease knowing exactly what they wanted. Now, have you done um, presentations, workshops with the public on, on you know, the organized and the importance and, and, and different aspects of why you, you need to do this? Uh, I've done speaking engagements at various, various places, uh, libraries, churches. Uh, I spoke at the New Hampshire State Planning Council. I've done webinars. Um, I, I do have a presentation that is geared towards, mm-hmm. depends on the audience, mm-hmm. but really it all boils down to um, the value in planning ahead, um, which you I cannot stress more. There, There's nothing better than just taking care of it now while you're alive and healthy and um, you can change it if you want so even though you're in you're you're physically in new hampshire you've you've distributed your your organizer throughout the country yeah yeah as technology continues to evolve i know you have a whole section about digital assets and passwords for different things how does that complicate the the planning processes in 10 years we might have a whole new set of of digital assets well, then, you know, I, I am developing an online application, which becomes sort of a what I call living, breathing uh, documentation of your wishes. Mm-hmm. And as things change, uh, certainly that'll be updated. We didn't have iPhones several years ago. Sure, and who knew sure. about iPads, et cetera. So there's, it's a constant changing um, landscape in terms of digital assets. However, I do know it is very complicated to turn off somebody's digital life they have online they have online accounts they have facebook and i don't know about you you go on facebook and you see people that you know passed away several years ago that are their accounts are still there so people need help and what they need is passwords and usernames um so um it's really important to somehow uh get that information communicated i know somebody who's husband passed away that he had had again cancer for several years and when he died he hadn't told his wife anything she took her two years to unravel Mm. his computer and his work and and she didn't even know where to find the deed to the cemetery plot and you know these are things that just it takes a lot of time in a very uh, emotionally charged time after somebody passes away to take care of all these things and uh, so the more you can do now uh, for your family, um, the, 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 the more they're going to thank you. And, and this, and again, this, this is an organic document. It changes. We get, mm-hmm. we get people that call us literally every day that says, I made my arrangements five years ago, 10 years ago, six months ago, and I want to modify this. And I used to belong to this church, but now I don't want to go to church. Mm-hmm. Or I used to have, I had eight grandkids. Now that I have nine, we have a lady that calls us literally every time she has a new granddaughter, <laughs> a grandson. I mean, she, you're like family. We, I, she we feels get the birth compelled. Yeah, we yeah. get to exactly. I think she's up to 28 now. So we, yeah. we call oh, her at least 28 goodness. times. Yeah. So, um, so yes, I mean that's that's 
you talked about the digital version is because people's wishes change. I mean, what they what they're thinking and I mean, look at the rise in cremation in New Hampshire. You know, twenty years ago it was twenty percent, now it's seventy percent. Right. We have people calling us, hey, I need to modify my arrangements, or I'm now divorced and my situation has changed. So um, it's great that the organizer can sort of change with them as their as their life changes. Yeah, the the physical book itself, I tell people, you know, put in ink what's what stays consistent. <laughs> And that might be, um, you know, all your biographical data doesn't change where you went to school. Um, for example, writing an obituary, I, it, it was very difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, I likened it to taking sort of an AP uh, history exam and never having cracked a history book because you have to look for the dates and what school they went to and what organizations. So I even offer to people the... That I think that you should try to write your own draft obituary. Because if not, it's left up to us as funeral mm -hmm. directors to write it, and not that we're not good writers, but in many cases we don't know the person. Right, and if we know right. them, we know them at a, you know, at a higher level. We don't know their, you know, the the detailed intricacies of their lives and things, and when they graduated from school and this and that, and yeah, better to you, write it than the person. The who, yeah, who knows what's yeah. important? What was important in your life? So writing your own obituary, while it's a it's an interesting feat to undertake, it you know it is you're the one who's going to know the the most details. Well, if you think about it, it's really like, it's just an autobiography. Mm -hmm. It's saying, and, and but it, you can also really um, make it funny. You mm -hmm. can you can articulate things that maybe you want people to know for that last uh, send off. Mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of the last publication about you. Uh, you have a chance to write what you want and. Um, and actually, it's just it just saves a lot of time and stress when you're looking for all that all that information. What a wonderful tool this is for for families, um, for the individual writing out their arrangements. How can people learn more about Lasting Matters? Um, do you have a newsletter or Facebook page, perhaps your own website? So yes, I have a website. Uh, it's www.lastingmatters.com. Uh, on it, you can subscribe to, I write a blog, um, and there's a newsletter, they're sort of connected, so if you want to receive um, information about what's happening and sort of what I write about, um, please go ahead and subscribe to the blog. I also have a Lasting Matters Facebook page, and I'm on Twitter, which is at Lasting Matters. So active in social media, um, there's so many things to talk about in terms of uh, planning ahead, and um, and I'm and I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about changing the way people approach the topic of uh, planning for end of life and for uh, death. And I hope that this brings um, them a lot of comfort and a gift again to their families. No doubt. Great idea and great book, Barbara. Thank you. Thank well, you. Thank you for joining us on another informative episode of Dying to Talk. I definitely learned a lot. If our listeners have any questions about funerals or cremations, either in New Hampshire or Vermont, I'm happy to answer them. Just email me at buddy at finef.net. That's buddy at p-h-a-n-e-u-f.net. Or call me on my direct line at 603-625-5778. Our contact information is in the show notes of this episode, too. 